This is Better Benefits, a podcast from the team at Brella Insurance. We're talking about how to use employee benefits to build a world where health hardships don't create financial burdens. If you're a broker or employer looking for fresh ideas and new products employees will actually use, this show's for you. Hi there, I'm Laura Cave, Head of Marketing here at Brella, and this is Better Benefits episode number 26. Today, I'm excited to welcome Jared Helms. He's the head of sales at Ginger, a leading provider of on-demand mental health solutions for millions of employees at corporations from BuzzFeed and Sephora to Pinterest and Domino's. Ginger has been on the front lines delivering mental health care to millions since the pandemic created a perfect storm of mental health challenges. People have been battling anxiety and depression from the isolation and fear of quarantine to grieving the loss of loved ones. Employee Benefit News recently reported that as of June 2021, Ginger's app saw a 355% increase in coaching users and a 410% increase in those accessing therapy and psychiatry services compared to pre-COVID utilization rates. Meanwhile, Ginger recently released its third annual Workforce Attitudes Toward Mental Health Study, which show that While 96% of CEOs believe that their companies are doing enough for employee mental health, only 69% of employees agree with that. And that signals that there's a kind of last mile challenge around bridging the gap between offering great benefits and helping employees take advantage of the resources that are being offered to them, particularly as it comes to mental health. Jared has been head of sales at Ginger for the past three years. Prior to that, he held leadership roles in a variety of businesses in the healthcare industry, including Red Brick Health and One Medical. So Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks, Laura. Really glad to have you today. I thought we might start off and, and have you just give us a little bit of your professional background and, and what led you to becoming passionate about connecting employers with better mental health benefits. Yeah, happy to do that. And, and grateful to be here today to talk about an important topic. My career started 20 years ago with a big health insurance company where the idea of mental health care wasn't necessarily something that we promoted. And it wasn't until the last couple of years prior to arriving at Ginger that I even fully appreciated the idea that mental health care is not well provisioned. It's not well provisioned in benefits. Congress is trying to fix that through the ability to have parity for mental health care benefits it's not well provisioned from access points. And so during my time actually to One Medical, there was a specific focus on mental health care. And we began iterating on product enhancements to our PCP offering, realizing that more than 60% of PCP visits included the need to address a mental health care concern with our patients. And so that's when the light began to come on and the opportunity to join Ginger really became attractive. Wow, that's astonishing. 60% of primary care doctor visits have a mental health issue to be addressed. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. I, I was wondering if you could sort of orient us with what are some of the major problems with mental health benefits today? And I'm wondering, I know that we can't really speak about that 
without addressing the reality that we've had this deluge of demand around mental health services because of the impact of the pandemic. The pandemic has heightened and highlighted many of the challenges and the problems that we've had as an industry. And so if you go back to the founding of Ginger, which was 11 years ago at the MIT Media Labs, the founders knew at that time, so forget COVID for just a second, they knew at that time that access to mental health care was woeful at best. And that's where the ideas of trying to solve this challenge actually began to emanate from. And so as we fast forward to the last 18 or 19 months, and we've seen people had to be locked down and excluded from one of the greatest things that humankind gets to do, that's interact with one another. It's creating what we're just beginning to witness, which are mental health care conditions and needs and challenges. And so when we think more broadly, knowing that COVID has exacerbated the challenges that we face, thinking more broadly about some of the unique problems that the mental health benefits world faces today, we summarize them in four things. It's access to care, the cost of that care, stigma in getting care, and then the quality of the care that maybe we finally get access to. So access, cost, stigma, and quality. And so as we think about those in the context of employer-provided benefits, the ability to help people that need care becomes critical relative to that access piece. And you can't typically solve access in a uh, capitalistic society without dealing with that cost piece. And as unfortunately we've seen, whether we're in Miami or Cincinnati, just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're great at what you do. That means you have a degree. And any physician that got C's in school are still called doctors. And so how do we help connect people to high quality care as well and be able to do that in a way that allows for the appropriateness of that care without increasing stigma, which is a challenge unique to mental health care today? It's interesting how so many of those aspects are connected to each other. Access is, a, is kind of also partly about cost and the quality factor I know is an issue across all of healthcare because None of us have access to health outcomes, the providers that we see, and particularly if it's a, a discipline where you've never received care before ever, how are you supposed to be in a position to evaluate you know, the quality of mental health care services if you've never even consumed mental health care services before? So, so that's really interesting. So tell us about what Ginger has built, especially Ginger for Business and how you guys are uniquely going after these issues. Laura, today, we're the only one that provides immediate access to care. And as broad and specific as that comment is at the same time, it's critical to understanding the challenge that we're trying to solve. There are few things in healthcare that we can't get immediate access to care for. Show up at an emergency department, and typically within a couple of hours, they're able to see you. If I have a mental health care condition that's of imminent challenge or risk, many EDs are not equipped to be able to assist me. So there has to be a better way. And the better way is not telling you to wait four, five, six weeks to be able to see a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. 
there has to be a better way. Exacerbating that is the reality that there's a set number of psychiatrists and therapists in the marketplace, and we could be better at solving for that. And so part of the epiphany 11 years ago, we founder was that not everybody needs a therapist, but everybody needs somebody to talk to. And so in figuring out who needs that, let's not prevent them from receiving the appropriate level of care, but let's connect them to a qualified person to be able to help them in that time of need. Imagine having a depressive episode or an anxiety attack and not having to suffer through it overnight, but being able to pick up your phone and connect with somebody that's equipped, capable, and connected to broader care services and able to be able to serve you in two minutes or less. That's what Ginger's built. Without gates, without restrictions, the ability to connect with qualified care professionals that can serve you in two minutes or less, 24 hours a day, and can assist you whether it's stress all the way through to suicide and help connect with you to be a voice of concern, a voice of, of capability, and the opportunity to really connect you to services that could be most accretive to your care and support. And so this takes place in the Ginger app, is that right? That's right. So the ability to connect with us is as easy as it is to call a car, to order dinner, or to check your finances. And so we've packed a virtual mental health clinic into an app that downloads in seconds. You can connect in with minutes and leading companies across the country, more than 500 today, are providing access for their employees to Ginger. That's fantastic. And I understand you also provide access to video consultations, psychiatry appointments, things like that as well. That's another place of differentiation for us. Every other solution that we're aware of, at least today, is connecting you to external resources. So they've become more of a air traffic control to multiple airlines versus an owned virtual mental health care clinic. And so as you come to Ginger, you're connected in two minutes or less to care with maybe your healthcare coach. If you have elevated levels of need or just have the desire to connect with a licensed therapist or a board certified psychiatrist, you have that opportunity to meet with a W-2 employee of Ginger. That's unique. Most others are using rental networks, much like a health plan, or they're deploying 1099 employees exclusively. Because of our commitment to quality, because of our commitment to quick access, we've brought those people in-house and actually have the ability to do it across all 50 states today. Wow, that's amazing. So basically, you're not acting like healthcare navigators. You are delivering care, and you're doing that in a way that's standardized across the organization, right? Because all of these people are W-2, and I, I assume they practice with a similar philosophy and approach in terms of the, the quality of the care that they provide. You're entirely right. And so as a licensed medical practice across the country, we have that ability to recruit and retain people that have commitment to quality. And then because we have a single EMR, electronic medical record, we're actually able to see how our practitioners, clinicians practice medicine, practice care, practice therapy, and then using augmented intelligence, which is a play on words of artificial intelligence at Ginger. We use augmented intelligence to actually inform us of what that care looks like. And then we do traditional clinically based 
clinical rounds on a weekly basis to ensure that level of quality is performing at a place that helps provide the best outcomes. That's fascinating. I mean, the data itself is going to be such a profound uh, source of, of insights. And I know you guys are doing a lot of publishing as far as research on that data, right? That's been an early commitment to us or to the market from Ginger rather. And the ability to not only talk about a commitment to something, but the opportunity and the demonstrated capacity to be able to report it. So we're, we're published in a couple of journals on topics around anxiety and depression and our actual systematic approach to mental and behavioral health care. And then for our employer clients, we actually report their specific outcomes on a quarterly basis. And so we don't have to point to these outcome documents. We actually get to show them our impact using clinically validated tools for anxiety and depression that gender is having on their specific population. That's fantastic. I know, you know, we talk about this a lot with with our clients about how you shouldn't be guessing and gambling benefit dollars on a benefit that you're not sure if it's going to work or not. So being able to provide that level of transparency and accountability, I mean, Brella can look back at medical claims data and show you where we would have paid a benefit. And I think that's really fantastic that because you guys are delivering the care in one network, one EMR, which would never happen in a traditional healthcare environment, right? Because somebody's seeing some therapist out of network and somebody's seeing another therapist over in this hospital system. Unless you have all the data in one place, you can't actually report on it. So that that's really, that's really cool. I wonder if you can tell us a bit about how Ginger and together with your employer partners, because I know employers have been really focused on this, how specifically are you guys responding to this mental health crisis created by the pandemic? Is there anything sort of newly in focus now? One of the best things, and this was pre-pandemic, during the pandemic and post-pandemic, and this really goes back to the Red Brick days and some of the learnings that we had there, communication is so critical. If we watched during the pandemic, some of the leading companies, as they communicated about things that were happening specifically in the airline industry and some of the service industries, the companies that have emerged near the top from the pandemic were those that took a leading effort around communicating how things were impacting them, how their employees were doing, and their commitment to the communities that they sit in and the the members, the patients, the consumers that purchase their solutions. That same principle, crisis management, applies to employee benefits, applies to mental health care. I think so even more to mental health care because of the impact of stigma. And so if people are afraid to talk about something and they're further isolated, if we don't elevate that conversation and become human about that, if we don't talk about the fact that I'm in therapy or have graduated out of therapy or I have my child in therapy or, 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 then we miss an opportunity as leaders to help people realize, interesting, I might be a little bit like you. And if you could do it and you're saying it's okay to do it, then maybe I'll give it a try. Right, right. That's so fascinating too, because, you know, in addition to the stigma, mental health has this this challenge that it's invisible so often. And, you know, if I tore my Achilles tendon and I was like rolling around the office 
you would see my cast, you would see me using, you know, maybe one of those scooters. And if you saw me struggling to open the door, someone might open the door for me, right? And, and like, you can see my struggle more so, whereas, especially if we're working from home, especially if these are things we're not open about, then employers may not know the productivity challenges that their employees face, right? And no question, pre-pandemic, we saw a lot of focus, whether it was EAP or your medical plan, trying to elevate in-person care, care where you could literally go into an office and sit in the chair, lay on the couch, et cetera. Because of the pandemic, because of the activities of CMS and Congress helping lift some of the restrictions of only being able to deliver care within specific markets, we've seen an explosion in virtual care. And that's happened at the PCP level and disease management, condition management, like mental health care as well. And so that ability to help people recognize that there's an ease of access is just critical and, and able to hopefully begin to finally break down these stigma barriers that exist. That's fantastic. I know we've been hearing about the telehealth adoption, you know, as being a major silver lining of, you know, what's transpired in the last year. We heard it from Eden Health when they were on the show and Maven Clinic as well. And I think that that's something that is really going to benefit folks in, in a lot of different ways, because while, you know, other forms of healthcare maybe don't have as much stigma, we still have people, you know, really challenged managing kids at home and working from home and changing routines. And it's never been easy to take a break and go get healthcare and take care of yourself. So finding ways to do that and doing that with with the transparency that you talk about is really fascinating. Wow. So where is Ginger headed from here? Where What do you guys have your, your sites set on? So we're, our sights are set on a world where mental health is never an obstacle. And that's something we've been laser focused for a little over three years today. As we think about the future, a couple of commitments that we're already beginning to deliver on. So these aren't things that are ubiquitous promises that, that might be challenged, but we're delivering the ability to expand who we can serve. And so we're rolling out right now the availability of care to those that are 13 and older. And so we're calling it gender for teens. And so that's coming to the market as we speak. We're increasing access to additional languages. And so the ability to provide this immediate access to care, two minutes or less, not a language line, and two minutes or less to persons that speak Spanish will deliver French next year as well. Uh, there are some governments around the world that you can't even enter the marketplace or their their country if you don't speak that local language. And so those are two high priority opportunities for us. And then in this idea and this focus of a world where there there's you know, mental health is never an obstacle, the ability to continue to improve access while reducing the costs associated with it. And so whether it be a behavior healthcare coach, a licensed therapist or a board certified psychiatrist, seeking ways to remove as many costs from the system and reduce the cost of care delivery to the benefit of the member and to the benefit of the employer. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I think that's, that's music to my ears, especially my background is in, you know, major medical health insurance. I was at Oscar health previously, and I know firsthand how much the cost of care delivery 
ends up driving the cost of all the benefits on top of it. And unless we start finding more efficient ways to deliver quality care, which is an important piece of it, you know, we're never going to be able to make to get after the real problem, which is the access problem, right? So, so that's, that's awesome. You guys are going to be able to control your fate a bit there delivering the care yourselves. I think that's really exciting. That's at least our belief. Yes. Yeah, I see it. I believe it. (laughs) All right. Well, before I let you go, I do have one more question for you, which is what we ask everybody who comes on the show. Obviously, we've had some really phenomenal leaders here, and we want to know what was part of your, you know, development. And so I want to ask, is there a book or a resource that had a big impact on your professional growth that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, Laura, thanks for that. I've been blessed over the 20 years to have a number of incredible mentors in my life. And so there's a lot of active engagement that I've received. But when I think of a book or a resource, the first one that came to mind as I thought about that is a book by two gentlemen, Mahan Kosla and Randy Illig. And it's entitled, Let's Get Real or Let's Not Play. They have captured in a couple of hundred pages what the best sales and business development people do. And these aren't theories. These are demonstrated results and outcomes that they focused on with organizations like Adele and others of leading sales organizations uh, around the country. And so as, as I've worked through that, and a mentor of mine actually referred me to that a few years ago, it's really emboldened many of the things that I naturally did but helped me refine a number of the things that I wasn't necessarily aware of that weren't illuminated in my daily activities or weren't allowing me to actually better coach my teammates and those that I have responsibility for. And so if you're in sales and business development, which should be just about every leader out there out promoting their brand and their solution and their, and their offering, I would highly commend this book to anyone that enjoys reading for sure. Awesome. Awesome. I will take that recommendation. Sounds great. Well, thank you, Jared. We really appreciate the time. And I'm really so impressed with what you guys are up to at Ginger. We will absolutely be rooting for you guys and watching your progress and reading your research. (laughs) So thank you again for uh, joining us today and and just adding such uh, valuable insights to the conversation we're trying to have here at Better Benefits. Laura, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yep. So gosh, a couple of key takeaways I'll quickly mention. One is I love what Jared said about transparency, about finding ways, you know, when you're providing an employer benefit to show the value that you're delivering and show the impact that it's having on the employee community and their families. Um, because ultimately that is the accountability that we need for employer dollars. And so if you're an employer or a broker, I think that's that's got to really check a big box for us there. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is I love what he said about communication, really being able to spot trends and to flag when things are happening, to be able to say, hey, employer, your group is is experiencing something. I think that's that's really a sign and, and a, clearly a downstream benefit of all the innovation that Ginger has put in place upstream with the product. And it's really cool to see that that's that's one of the outcomes. So if you're listening and you're part of the 
Better Benefits family and you want to connect with Jared, we want to invite you to just connect with him on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to connect with his team, you can also email them at sales at ginger.com. I'll go ahead and add links to those as well as links to the book that he mentioned in our show notes that you can find on our website, which is at joinbrella.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with with us, with Brella, our team, you can always visit joinbrella.com or email us at sales at joinbrella.com. Thanks so much for listening. And if you liked the episode, please go ahead and give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit joinbrella.com slash podcast for notes from today's show. And if you liked the episode, share it with a colleague. This helps us spread the word. Be sure to subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss our next episode. And that's a wrap. This is Laura Cave and Mike Zarillo from the Better Benefits Podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great week.